0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in store or online at farmandfleet.com. The National Farm Medicine Center has been up to a lot as they are always working to help farmers learn farm safety practices to help bridge the gap between safety and farm life. I'm Charity Sebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Melissa Plackelman, the National Farm Medicine Center outreach specialist, says the trend of roadway fatalities is on the upward climb. The National Farm Medicine Center offers great
1: tools to help mitigate those risks. So what a lot of people don't realize is that agricultural injury surveillance is not funded by government. And so there's nowhere that says how many incidents or how many fatalities are happening on farms. So when we ask what are the current trends, It's very hard to say what the current trends are. We happen to be partnered with the Marshall Clinic Health System and so at times we can see some of the traumatic injuries that are coming into the Marshall Clinic Health System and the hospital. But we can't really always say like here and now. Statistically this is the data. It actually takes approximately two to three years to get those statistics and to get that data. But luckily we are doing a Wisconsin Farm Fatality Report and we've been doing this in partnership with the UW Extension Office and And what we found is that in 2019, Roadway deaths accounted for 15% of all the farm fatalities in Wisconsin. And in 2020, they accounted for 18%. So what that shows us is that the trends of roadway fatalities is on the upward climb. And that's not good for our farmers because we also know that farms are starting to get larger. There's less farms, but they're bigger. So farmers need to be using the roadways to get to their fields, from their farm to their fields and back again. And so now we're seeing because of that, we have these fatalities and these huge numbers of incidents happening on the roadway. So now that we know that, now that we have those statistics, we need to start coming up with resources. How can we protect our farmers? And so what we did this year is that we partnered with Rural Mutual to hand slow-moving vehicle sign emblems out to farmers. Now, if you're a farmer and you're listening to the station, you're thinking of all the slow-moving vehicle signs you already have on your equipment, on your tractors, but now start to think about about how old are those signs is that paint starting to peel do they get dusty are they dirty and that's when drivers don't always see it as well so we need to make sure that we're keeping those fresh we're getting new ones we're putting new stickers on there we're making sure that they're reflective because when a driver sees that that's how they know to slow down so if you're thinking about the slow-moving vehicle emblems on your equipment right now Think about how many you maybe need to replace. And the great thing is that we have some funding now to give some of those out to farmers. We know that there's cost involved with updating all of that stuff. Well, we wanna help you with that. We wanna make it so it's not a financial burden on you, but that you're gonna be safe on the roadway. And then if you're not a farmer and you're listening to this program and you're like, what is a slow-moving vehicle emblem? So it's an orange triangle with red reflective tape around the outside. When you see that, that means that the implement is moving slower than 25 miles an hour. The moment you see that, you need to start slowing down. Because if you're traveling 55, 60 miles an hour down the roadway and you see that sign, you're going to come up upon that equipment a lot faster than you realize. And by smashing into the back, of that you can really injure yourself that equipment is large but you can also injure the farmer trying to get to their field or back to the farm and so some of the trends are the roadway safety and here are some ways that we can prevent that
0: and while harvest may be completing and you know they may not see so many of these equipment on the roads here in the winter now is that time to be aware of it though to be prepared for this spring for planting season and going into it and it's time for the farmers to be prepared to replace it while they can before forgetting elves and they're on the road and realizing maybe it isn't as reflective as it should be. You also have other programs to help with farm safety. Can you talk about
1: the Parent First, Farmer Second program that you guys have? There's a lot of young farmers and they have children on the farm and that's great. It's so wonderful to be able to raise kids on the farm. It's a great way for them to learn a good work ethic. They learn how their food is grown and raised and that's really wonderful. But it's also a very risky place to raise your children, So we just want to remind parents, especially young parents that you're a parent first and a farmer second. So you might be raising crops, you might be raising cattle, you might be raising livestock, maybe you're raising chickens, but you're also raising children and they're the future of agriculture. And so let's make sure that we focus on keeping them safe and being a parent first. And so what are some of the things you can do to keep your kids safe on the farm? One of the things is just by not letting them ride tractors. And I know that this gets controversial because a lot of people say, I rode tractors when I was a kid, my dad rode with his dad, you know, it's tradition. But unfortunately, tractors are the number one cause of injury and death to children on farms. And so by keeping them off the tractor and away from the tractors, they're much less likely to get hurt or even killed. We talked to a family in South Dakota, the Boomsma family, and their seven-year-old son was run over by a tractor. And they will tell you that they would do anything to have him back, including never letting their children ever ride on a tractor before the incident. And so it's just so important. The other thing is, if you let kids ride on the tractor, They get used to riding in the tractor. And so when the tractor comes into the yard, they start running towards the tractor because they want to ride. Well, tractors are getting bigger, implements are getting bigger. And what that means is that there's more blind spots and we don't see them running towards us when we're operating that equipment. And too often they get right up there by the tire and we don't even see them. And so what we need to do is not let them on tractors, explain to them how dangerous that equipment can be until they're old enough to operate it themselves. And then the final thing with that is sometimes creating some physical barriers between the child and the work site. I'm not telling you to lock your children in, I'm not telling you to put them in jail, but just make sure that there's a physical barrier between the child and the work site. So if you are taking them out to the barn with you, making sure that they're in some kind of a playpen or there's a barrier, there's a gate or something so they can't get up and underneath the livestock or maybe underneath equipment while you're trying to work on it, it only takes a second for a child to get into a situation that's so dangerous for them. The other thing I really wanna talk about right now is we're going into the winter season, right? It is cold out. So if you're gonna take kids outside with you, make sure that you're dressing them up appropriately. Make sure that you dress them in layers. Make sure that you're checking with them. Feel their hands, feel their toes. Make sure that those things aren't getting overly cold while they're outside with you. Because when frostbite sets in, that can be very dangerous for a child. So just making sure to layer up your children, keep them warm, make sure that you're dressing them appropriate to be doing chores outside. With winter also comes
0: increased use of potential UTV, snowmobile, and other items for recreational use versus maybe just farm use that you would be normally doing day to day. So can you talk about the safety protocols with that and how you may not think about you know I'm having fun now Well, work is over it's winter well how does that affect things work is
1: never over right (laughs) but exactly like what you're saying I remember growing up in rural Wisconsin and it was so cool to drive your snowmobile to school so when those trails opened up you jumped on your snowmobile and you got to drive that into school you didn't have to ride the school bus but with that comes age and responsibility another trend that we're seeing is that there are a lot more traumatic ATV incidents happening a lot more children are coming into the health system with traumatic injuries from driving an ATV or a four-wheeler, a UTV, you know, the side-by-sides, and now coming up is going to be snowmobiles. So I get it. We're in rural Wisconsin. We get the snow. It's so much fun. Yes, get out there and enjoy winter, but also make sure that your children or the youth that are going to be driving those machines have proper training. There are so many safety courses here in Wisconsin. Go online and look up where you can find an ATV or a snowmobile safety course for your child to take before you allow them to start riding on that equipment. Also, make sure that you have the right size machine for the youth. So we know that full-size ATVs are created specifically for people 16 years old and older. You see the sticker on your ATV. And I know a lot of us allow our children to drive at a younger age. But it is really important that the child is large enough to be able to use their weight to maneuver with the ATV or the snowmobile because that's how they're designed. And if you are too small, it tips over so much easier and there's so much damage that can be done and a lot of times that damage to the child is not reversible and then they have to live with that the rest of their lives so just make sure that you have proper training and you're talking to your your child about safety you know ATVs and UTVs can weigh more than 2,000 pounds so when they're getting out in the snow and they're off with their friends you know and they're goofing around we have to make sure that they're safe around those because they roll over really easy the other thing that we need to remember is that these are not usually designed for passengers they're usually designed for one person so if you as an adult are going out riding it's not really designed for you to have your child on behind you or in front of you so just be very very careful and remember that when you're riding because rollovers falls and ejections from ATVs UTVs and snowmobiles can be very dangerous Moving
0: into 2023, what is anything upcoming that we should be on the lookout for that the
1: National Farm Medicine Center is working on? We're always working on research. We're always looking for new ways to keep farmers safe. We're always looking for new resources. One really cool project that we're doing right now is the FAM project, which is a project where we're actually researching youth's mental health. And what we're seeing is that the more stressed a parent on the farm is, the more stressed their child will be. And so we did some surveys in the last two years, and now we're finding that it's true. Children who grow up on the farm who have stressed out parents are going to be more stressed themselves. And we know farming is stressful. We understand that farmers are stressed out. But we've been talking about farmer stress for a while. Looking forward, we want to start talking about youth stress on the farm and how can parents kind of help their children understand the feelings that they're having. When a teenager starts to feel depressed or stressed out, they don't always know how to deal with it. And they take that with them, whether it's to school, sports practices, their clubs or organizations, and we need to start helping parents work with their youth to kind of overcome that stress. So that's something we hope to work on here coming up in 2023 and beyond.
0: That was Melissa Plockelman, the National Farm Medicine Center Outreach Specialist. You can learn more about their safety information at marshfieldresearch.org nfmc. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.